We so, should definitely call this Expansion 360, though. Okay. Like the episode. Oh, yeah. You think so? Welcome back to Health in the 34th Podcast. I'm Marissa Alcantara, Story Bank Fellow for the Alliance. And I am Lacey Kennett. I'm the Director of Communications for the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas. Welcome back to our episode this week. How are you, Marissa? I'm doing really, really well. It's cold today, but I'm good with it. It's cold. It's January. <laughs> it's that time. Um, today, in the vein of... Uh, many a good podcast. We're going to do a deep dive today. So uh, for today's episode, Marissa and I are going to walk you through all of the arguments for why we need can care expansion. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. <laughs> so but this is, you know, if you're somebody who stumbled across this podcast and maybe uh, you don't know a lot of, about the topic, this will give you a full 360 degree view of why it's so important. Maybe you're looking for talking points because you want to be able to make the case yourself um, and we'll be able to give you some of those here in this episode. And if you are somebody who is still on the fence or not sure that it's the right thing, we hope that by the end of this podcast that uh, we will have convinced you. We think we will. I think we will. Absolutely. (laughs) So for those of you, maybe you've heard of Medicaid expansion and you're not fully uh, sure about, you know, the timeline, what it is. So uh, back back in the day, back in the day in 2010, Um, When the Affordable Care Act was passed, uh, the original ACA required that all states expand their Medicaid program to residents of the state up to 133% of the federal poverty level. So in 2012, then, the Supreme Court, in in, in its ruling on the ACA, then determined that um, the ACA would remain, but Medicaid expansion would become optional for states. At that point, we then have developed a gap, right? Because Mm -hmm. you've got Medicaid programs that cover a certain population. Then you've got the health insurance marketplace as part of the ACA that covers another portion. And you've got this, what we call the coverage gap, Mm -hmm. people in the middle. Which is between 38% of the federal poverty level and 100% of the federal poverty level. Exactly. So we call that the coverage gap. So those are the people that would have been covered if Kansas had, well, would be covered if Kansas expands. Uh, Our Medicaid program can't care. So that's who we're talking about here. That's kind of how this all developed. So over the years, we've had... 39 states, including all of our surrounding states, have already expanded their Medicaid program. So you've got Missouri, Nebraska, Colorado, and Oklahoma that have already done this. And, uh, it, you know, we're feeling the effects in Kansas. Because of some legislation that has happened, particularly in 2014, there were some laws on the books and, and things like that that makes it so that we cannot pass with an executive order from the governor. Um, and because of the way our constitution is done, we cannot have a constitutional ballot. We can't vote on it. So that basically leaves the Kansas legislature. Yes. Which is tough. <laughs> but it we can t- do it. Uh, we can. Marissa is our, is our optimist. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, we can do it. So, so that's kind of where we are. Every year since 2014, um, you know, Kansas has been working on doing this. The alliance was formed in 2016. Um, And the closest that we've ever come 
to expanding CanCare in Kansas was in 2017. Yes. For this podcast, you'll hear us say Medicaid expansion, but you'll also hear us say CanCare expansion. Those are terms that are used interchangeably. CanCare is the Medicaid program in Kansas. In 2017, CanCare expansion passed the Kansas House and Senate, but it was actually vetoed by the governor at that time, Sam Brownback. We were just barely shy of the number of votes needed to override that. So, yes. yeah, 2017 is the closest we've come. Absolutely. And then in 2018, we had a Senate committee hearing on expansion, but there was no further progress for the rest of that legislative session. In 2019, the Kansas House passed expansion through a floor maneuver after the legislative leaders blocked expansion for bill hearings. And then in 2020, Governor Kelly and Senate Majority Leader Jim Denning reached a bipartisan agreement on expansion, but legislation is unsuccessful after the legislative session ends because it was cut short because of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's my COVID noise. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in 2021, um, the expansion bill was combined with the legalization of medical cannabis and it didn't receive any hearings that year. And then last year... For 2022, expansion bills were introduced in the House and Senate, but the bill did not receive committee hearings. And so that brings us to the 2023 legislative session. Here we are, ready to do it again. Yeah. So the legislative session kicked off uh, January 9th. Uh, if, if you want more on that process, go to our last episode uh, with Sean Gatewood and April Holman, and we talk more about that. But so that's kind of how we got to where we are. So now let's talk about why we are so passionate about can care expansion. Exactly. So in 2022, there were four different polls about how Kansans feel about expanding can care. And the results are all pretty much... The same. I mean, it, it's not a political issue. In every poll, Kansans agreed that expansion was necessary by anywhere from, I think, 72 to 78 percent. An overwhelming majority, for sure. Yeah. And so this is, I mean, a majority of Republicans, independents, Democrats. It, it just spans the political spectrum. So it's not a political issue. Members from both Republican and Democratic parties in Kansas support it. And nationwide, both Democratic and Republican governors and legislatures have passed expansion. So we are in that demographic. We can make it happen here. It's also uh, got support uh, regardless of the geography of Kansas. So whether mm-hmm. you live in an urban area or a suburban area or a more rural area, once again, an overwhelming majority of Kansans support it. It's almost like it's a good idea. It's almost like it's a good idea. <laughs> so CanCare expansion is a policy that will actually save lives. Expansion is associated with decreased mortality for all causes, as well as improvements in infant mortality. It directly enhances preventative care and the use of mental health and substance use disorder services. Exactly. And one of those polls that that was done last year was by the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, or ACS-CAN, and they found that in states without Medicaid expansion, like us in Kansas, there are worse survival rates for people diagnosed with both early and late-stage cancer. Um, And individuals with newly diagnosed cancer, especially those in rural areas, have better survival rates in states with Medicaid expansion. So one of the big things about CanCare expansion is that it will reduce healthcare costs for everyone. Currently, the cost of providing care to uninsured individuals is passed on to others through higher healthcare costs. So individuals who are insured are actually having to deal with these extra costs. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and as workers gain insurance through expansion, this uncompensated care will decline, reducing the need to increase prices for all Kansans. So we talk a lot about uncompensated care, and for those who want, you know, a little more on that, it's it's essentially the idea that people, even those without insurance, need to seek medical care. And when they do, there are sometimes costs that uh, they can't pay for, and medical providers must pay for those co- those costs some other way. Through and charity so, care, any type of program. But I mean, that cost has to go somewhere. It goes somewhere. And so that's the uncompensated care that we're talking about. It's just, it's the care that doesn't get paid for. Exactly. And you know, uncompensated care is such a big problem here in Kansas, along with all other non-expansion states. So this means that everyone ends up paying more for healthcare in general. The hospital systems that operate in both expansion and non-expansion states report significantly lower uncompensated care costs in states states with expanded Medicaid programs. Mm-hmm. So expanding CanCare will make it possible for uninsured people in the coverage gap to access primary and preventative care. It also allows the previously uninsured to access prescription drug coverage, behavioral health services, and substance use disorder. So really a well-rounded program that will make Kansas healthier. Yeah, I think most people have experience with not being able to get care when they need it at some point. And so I feel like, you know, most people can relate to that. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, preventative care is way cheaper than that emergency room care. So mm-hmm. that is something that's going to really help out our state. Mm-hmm. States that have expanded Medicaid have generated savings and revenue that not only offset the cost of expansion, but also create a surplus that could be used to expand home and community-based services for individuals with disabilities. So enhancing access to mental health and substance use disorder services will reduce long-term healthcare costs. Untreated co-occurring psychiatric and chronic medical conditions are associated with significantly more expensive care. And King Care expansion would actually help thousands of uninsured military veterans and their families. About 7,400 veterans and their spouses would gain access to quality, affordable health care coverage with CanCare expansion. Veterans often do not have automatic and easy access to health care through the Department of Veterans Affairs, despite their service to our country. I think that's one of the really surprising things, is I think as somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience with, you know, the VA or healthcare mm-hmm. for vet, I just kind of assumed that they would have access to that care, but it is not the case. Absolutely. Always. Like, they're... There are gaps everywhere yeah. in our healthcare system, and this is just one of them. Yeah. That we could close. Mm. We could close it. <laughs> I, yeah, I just can't imagine serving your country and then not having access. Uh, not coming, having access yeah. to basic healthcare. Coming home and there's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that is is really prevalent, kind of in the same vein, um, in Kansas is. I didn't know this, but I've read some surveys. Medical debt is pretty common in Kansas. We have higher than I would have expected levels. So CanCare expansion will help reduce medical debt and provide more financial stability for families. So medical debt is one of the leading causes of bankruptcy in our country, and I don't think that surprises anybody. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But expansion provides people in that coverage gap that we talked about financial protection and helps improve their overall financial stability. It reduces the unpaid bills and medical debt that they have. It reduces the number of referrals to collection agencies and the number of short-term payday loans that they have to take out each month. It will improve their credit scores. 
and just give them access to money that they can then spend on other essentials that they're not worried about going into debt because they had an emergency Mm -hmm. or something like that. So improves their social mobility. It reduces the accrual of new medical debt and non-medical debt and access to health insurance, including can care, would directly contribute to cutting poverty in Kansas. And um, that's enough for me. Mm -hmm. By nearly one quarter, I didn't even read that part. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. So, GameCare expansion will fix eligibility limits, which are currently way too low, you guys. Way too low. Um, so, GameCare expansion actually encourages work and job advancement among low-income parents. So in 2022, a single parent in Kansas made too much to qualify for cane care if she earned more than $8,750 per year. So that's about $730 per month for a family of three. Mm. Expanding cane care would allow this single parent to work more hours or get a better job without losing health coverage. So this, this more than anything is, I think, the stat or the fact that boggles people's minds Absolutely. the most. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I have asked people that I know who who don't know this stat. I say, what do you think the income cutoff limit is for a family of three to qualify for can care? And it's usually in the eighteen to twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. That's year. what I would think too. Yeah. And when I come out and say, how about eight thousand seven hundred and fifty per year? They usually say something to the effect of. But you can't even pay rent Mm -hmm. or you can't even pay for food. Exactly. Say, yep. (laughs) That is the current system. (laughs) For sure. So an estimated 75% of Kansans with disabilities do not qualify for can care or Medicare. Expansion would help these individuals in the coverage gap. This would include individuals who have serious difficulty hearing, seeing, walking, doing major life activities, and those with serious cognitive impairment. That's, I think that's another thing that a lot of people don't realize is you have to have an official dis- disability determination to qualify. Mm-hmm. So there are a and lot it, of people that are that have health trouble, but they're not quite to that. And what do we do? Just make them wait until they're really bad before we cover them? I think the current stat for Kansas is you are you're denied disability qualification at least three times before mm-hmm. you actually qualify. And you might be able to qualify when you first apply, but it's likely that you'll be denied. And meanwhile, you just don't have any coverage and you've got health issues. Yeah. obviously has a very diverse population. We have a lot of rural areas. Yeah. And um, that is something that cane care expansion would have the biggest effect on, I think. So rural hospitals in non-expansion states like Kansas are actually six times more likely to close than rural hospitals in states that have expanded Medicaid. So I mean, this results in reduced access to care for the people living there. You have to drive further to get the care that you need. Absolutely. Loss of highly skilled jobs like physicians, nurses, and that in turn then hurts the local economy. Absolutely. We have a lot of critical access hospitals in these rural areas that could really use support from can care expansion. Oh, for sure. Four hospitals, I think, in Kansas have closed in the last few years. Mm-hmm. 
And that's in part due to the failure to expand can care. So hundreds of jobs lost, compromising the health of residents in those communities, loss of economic activity. 55 Kansas rural hospitals are at risk of closing right now. And that is more rural hospitals at risk of closing in Kansas than any other state our size. I mean, expansion brings increased streams of revenue and enhances their financial stability. There's actually a study done in North Dakota about the importance of their Medicaid expansion there. It's been vital to the next generation of farmers in North Dakota. Access to affordable health insurance is one of the top three issues facing young people who want to begin farming there. An expansion eliminated the need for full-time off-farm jobs so these families can invest more time and money into their farming operation and they don't have to worry about where their health insurance is going to come from. So it has just been critical in North Dakota for that reason. And I mean, just in general, the importance of hospitals to rural communities just goes so much further than just healthcare. They're large employers in their communities. They serve as local economic engines. They create jobs. They attract and support residents and businesses. And the closures of those hospitals is just devastating. So, uh, you know, expanding can care is just critical to the health of these rural healthcare providers. Expanding CanCare will keep Kansas from being left behind when recruiting new businesses to the state. Health workers and communities with strong healthcare systems are important factors to businesses that are considering where to locate. All of the states surrounding Kansas have expanded their Medicaid programs, potentially making them more attractive for businesses looking to relocate across state lines. And care expansion will provide insurance coverage for small businesses as well. Small businesses are less likely than large employers to be able to afford and provide health insurance to their employees. In states that have expanded Medicaid, small business owners, self-employed individuals, and small business employees have seen significant gains in insurance coverage. This means small businesses are better able to compete with those larger companies that um, offer those benefits when they're looking for employees. Expansion improves the overall climate for doing business in Kansas and boosts economic development and business recruitment efforts. Healthier Kansans means more healthier employees for businesses. Yeah, that's the soundbite, Marissa. <laughs> healthier Kansans mean more healthy employees for businesses. Okay. We'll keep Sold. it. Sold. <laughs> Kansas could lose business recruitment to surrounding states that have already expanded their Medicaid programs. Medicaid directly helps businesses by providing coverage to workers who otherwise would lack that access. Since all of Kansas' surrounding states have expanded their Medicaid programs, businesses might choose to locate in one of those other states, and that is something we do not want to happen. Right. Expanding CanCare would create new jobs. Nearly 23,000 new jobs will be created in the first full year of expansion, in addition to healthcare jobs, expansion would generate job growth in other industries like retail and construction. What a great segue, Marissa, because okay. my next argument is that it helps the Kansas workforce. Let's, let's get into it. Ah. <laughs> so, like Marissa just said, it would generate job growth in not just healthcare, but retail and construction. And here's the other thing that I learned that I don't think I would have guessed is Basically, every industry in Kansas would potentially be have employees that would become eligible for can care during under expansion. So we're not just talking about, 
you know, fast food workers or or uh, retail store workers. We're talking about most industries in Kansas. So a report from the Kansas Health Institute kind of breaks it down. Maybe the people top of mind that we would think of, accommodation and food services, 23,000 Kansans would benefit from expansion, you know, in that industry. Retail workers, almost 20,000 Kansans. Healthcare, social assistance, 18,000 Kansans. Here's a couple of maybe slightly more surprising ones. 17,000 Kansans who work in the field of education That's would benefit. Lot. That's I, I, And I don't know that I would have put education up there, but there it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, manufacturing, 16,000 Kansans and 10,000 Kansans who work in construction. Nearly every industry in Kansas would have employees that would see benefits. So it's all parts of our society. Ohio and Michigan both found that a majority of their unemployed individuals said it was easier to look for work with access to health insurance. Surprising nobody, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And a majority of employed adults reported that having health insurance made it easier to work or made them better at their jobs. Just like Marissa said, a healthy workforce is a good workforce. Mm -hmm. Am I paraphrasing there? (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Expanding can care would mean a healthier and more abundant workforce in Kansas for a booming economy. Yeah. And that was a perfect segue into our story of the month for January. Tammy is from Topeka. I met Tammy, oh, probably about a year ago. And right now, Tammy has cataracts in both of her eyes. And her condition is actually so severe that she is nearly blind. (laughs) This leaves her not only unable to work, but also unable to drive or do other routine activities in her day. And she falls into the coverage gap right now, you guys. So she isn't able to get the surgery she needs to fix her eyes. She doesn't meet requirements for disability coverage either because her condition can be fixed. It's cataracts. Yeah. Tammy is one of the eight in Kansans who supports CanCare expansion because she knows having health insurance is key to being able to get back to work. You know, you got people that want to work but you got to be able to see exactly most jobs so we love tammy shout out tammy yes she's a lovely lady (laughs) (laughs) this is particularly important now as we return to can care eligibility redeterminations after the covid19 public health emergency ends that will cause thousands of kansans to lose their health insurance coverage So basically, during the public health emergency, eligibility determinations for CanCare were paused. CanCare recipients remained in the program, with a few exceptions, but most people remained um, and didn't have to be redetermined to be eligible for it. Starting in April of this year, ineligible individuals will lose that coverage, and many of those people will enter the coverage gap. They will go from having coverage to not having any. So this makes expansion even more critical to the health of Kansas, health of the state, and the health of the people. to end this episode in case we haven't already convinced you with our dazzling arguments we're gonna do some rapid fire (laughs) we're gonna do some rapid fire by the numbers um these are just uh statistics and numbers that i think that you will find very convincing as to why can care expansion is needed so here we go rapid fire we're gonna do them just one after the other so get ready 
$8,750 is the maximum amount a family of three could make per year in 2022 to qualify for CanCare. That's about $730 a month. And 23000 is the number of new jobs that would be created in the first full year of CanCare expansion. 150000 is the number of Kansans who would benefit from coverage under expanded CanCare. 75% is the number of Kansans with disabilities who do not qualify for either CanCare or Medicare coverage today. 55 is the number of rural hospitals at immediate or high risk of closing in Kansas. 90% is the amount the federal government covers by law of the costs associated with expanding Medicaid. This is unlikely to change in the future because it would require an act of Congress. 39 states have already expanded and are enjoying the benefits of receiving billions of tax dollars to their states. Kansas needs to be the next one. Literally an act of Congress. <laughs> I like that. $450 million is the amount of the federal signing bonus under the American Rescue Plan Act if Kansas enacts expansion now. Two-thirds is the number of those eligible for CanCare expansion who work or are in working families. Most are employed in the service industry, construction, retail, and other industries characterized by small firms that are less likely to offer affordable insurance. And finally, 7%. The amount marketplace premiums are lower in states that expanded Medicaid compared to non-expansion states like Kansas. So that is if you get your health insurance on the health insurance marketplace, 7% lower in states with expanded Medicaid. So reason for everybody to care. All right, Marissa, do you think we have convinced people? I think so. I think so. I may be biased, but I'm not biased. Well, there is plenty more information where all of this came from on our website. It just got a facelift, guys. We worked really hard on it. So go check out our website. It does look absolutely stunning. I did a great job. Thank you. It looks so good. Uh, ExpandCanCare.com is where you can find that. Uh, You can click on the Learn More tab in the upper right-hand corner, and that's where we keep all of this. If you're interested in these stats, there's a good chance that that study or that that there's a deep dive on that stat somewhere in there if you're interested in it. Uh, Marissa, are you still looking for storytellers? Absolutely. We are always looking for new storytellers to those we Kansans who are currently caught in the coverage gap. If you are someone who is in the coverage gap or know someone who's in the coverage gap, please reach out to us at marissa at expandcancare.com to tell your story. Perfect. What are we What are we doing next episode? So our next episode is going to talk a little bit more on something that we didn't touch on today, and that is behavioral health. Yes, a deep dive on the effects of can care expansion on behavioral health. We've got some really good guests. Yes, looking forward to talking with all of them. There'll be quite a few experts in the room, so please stay tuned. Uh, so that'll be in two weeks. As always, you can find us on social media. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. At Expand Can Care is our handle on all of those. We also do a weekly legislative update. So uh, usually those are short videos. You can find them on all of our social media platforms where we go over what happened in the state house the week before, what you should pay attention to now. So check those out. We are also doing our steps to expansion right now. And right now that involves uh, signing a petition and contacting your legislators to make sure that they know that you want can care expanded in Kansas and how important it is to you. So check out our website. It's all there. And uh, we're really glad we got to spend some more time with you and we'll see you again in two weeks looking forward to it have a great uh have a great week thank you so much for joining us today 
Health in the 34th is a podcast from the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas. We hope you'll take a moment to subscribe and share our podcast with others. Episodes written, recorded, and edited by Marissa Alcantar and Lacey Kennett. Episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the movement and get involved on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. To find out more about the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas, visit us at expandcancare.com. All of Kansas' surrounding states have expanded their CanCare program. Oh, man, they don't have CanCare programs. That's just us. (laughs) (laughs) You just did it. CanCare expansion will fix eligibility. Oh, my God. That was terrible. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.